Things gay people like. Things gay people like. Things gay people like. Things gay people like. And also things that people who don't identify as gay like. And I'm not saying all gay people like all these things because we all have our own interests. Hello and welcome to Things Gay People Like. My name is Kevin and this is my pop culture podcast that's all about celebrating whatever you like, whoever you are. Uh, It's the first episode in a little while. Uh, If this is your first time listening, thank you very much for listening. If it's not your first time, thank you for listening again. Uh, This isn't quite our new season. Uh, It's a special episode because we were going to do a Neighbours episode in the new season and then some unfortunate news came out about the show and obviously it's ending next week so we thought we would just do it now. But it's nice to be back doing it again and doing a couple of special episodes here and there. Actually going back to the last episode which was our Eurovision special, we asked in the run up to the contest, we asked was Eurovision 2022 disappointing or not disappointing and the winner with 60.7% of the vote was not disappointing. So that's good and actually I ended up really enjoying it more than I thought I was going to. So I would agree with that. Feel free to give us a follow on socials, we're at Gay People Pod on Twitter and Instagram and if you like the podcast and feel like giving us a nice star rating on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That would be great. Okay, stick around for the end. My mom will be back, of course, with her take on Neighbours. But in the meantime, let us head over to Ramsey Street via some other chat about all kinds of things and get on with episode 25. It's time for my guest. Who is it this week? Time for my guest. What is the name? Time for my guest. It's time to find out. Right now. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm very, very well. How are you doing? Oh, I'm really, really hot. We were just saying today is the day, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like it's obviously it's not as hot as like maybe London or whatever, but it's pretty hot in Newcastle today. Yeah, and it's warm in Dublin, but nowhere near, I, I think, as bad as it is uh, in England. But that's all meant to be. It's all meant to be calming down tomorrow, which is good. So by the time this episode comes out, everyone should be like, oh, God, remember those hot days? They were unbearable. So... I always ask my guests, Kyle, how we know each other. How would you how would you answer that question? Gosh, I think it was probably I kind of stumbled across your podcast actually, Kevin. Um, it was during oh, yeah. lockdown, and um, I think you had just released the Spice Girls episode. Is that your first one? That was the first one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, you know, on my own in lockdown, doing like, yeah. like sort of working from home, and I was like, oh, I need some new podcasts to listen to, and yours just popped up, and I was like, oh, this is really, really good. So I thought I'll just slip into your DMs and just like say, oh, it was really good. I hope we do more episodes, and then that was it, really, and just you know, a bit of banter from there on end, and then I actually got to meet you at Mighty Hoopla. That feels yeah. so long ago. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mighty Hoopla in what? What was it? June. But yeah, you've you've been so, so lovely about the podcast all the way along. So it's so nice to have you on. And we'd actually talked about doing this topic because um, I was like, oh, what topic would you do, Kyle? And you were like, neighbours. But And this was even before the unfortunate news that yeah. happened and this whole situation that we're looking at now. Um, so what other stuff? Obviously, we're here, you're going to be talking about neighbours today. But what other kinds of things are you interested in yourself generally? Pop music anyway. Oh yeah, definitely like nineties and like two thousands, like nostalgia and stuff. Um, so any sort of TV programs from that era. Um, yeah. I happen to know that we have a few interests in common, particularly uh, Greece too, right? Of course. How could I have forgot that? Yeah, <laughs> Greece too, Drag Race, the Sugar Babes, and you know, Sugar Babes, and a certain cinematic masterpiece known as, formerly known as All That Glitters. Now oh, known oh. as Glitter. You, you're a Glitter stan, aren't you? I am, I am. I, I will, you know, I will support that film 
until you know the end <laughs> and i won't mention that other person the other person we won't mention the other female entertainer no we will not mention whom we, whom we don't know exactly um, well there was some news about that person but we're not going to be talking about that uh, but anyway here is the news tgpl news uh, and welcome to tgpl news Kyle, I'm a bit out of practice. It's been a while since I've done this. But anyway, Kyle, what is your top story this hour? Uh, my top story is we got something in our local newspaper about Eurovision coming to Newcastle. Like potentially, oh, it's on. like a potential venue for, for Eurovision next year. I think they've just threw that hat in the in the race sort of thing. I've got, I don't think we'll, we'll get it, but it's always quite exciting to know that like my home city is going to try their best to get Eurovision to come to Newcastle. Yeah, that's really exciting that they're in the mix. Um, it's it's all up in the air, isn't it? Like I'm sure conversations are happening behind the scenes, and maybe there are some plans made. But um, that would be amazing. Like I, I've never been to Eurovision. Have you? No, I haven't. No, I've always fancied going. Yeah, same. So I was kind of like, if it's in the UK next year, or if it's anywhere, you know, feasible, gettable to, I really want to go, even just to soak up the atmosphere. I was I was talking to um my guest John on the Eurovision episode, who's been to a lot of them. I kind of just want to go to the city and just like be in the mix, even if I don't get tickets to the actual shows. So I would love to, uh, well, visit Newcastle anyway, home of Biker Grove. Uh, is, is that annoying when people mention Biker Grove or is it, are you proud of it? No, people go, you know, like, have you ever been on Biker Grove? No, I haven't, but my cousin has. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but, you know, I did watch it as a kid and like that scene when, you know, the sort of the paintballing incident. I was, oh my God, was, like, will we ever forget? I, I, I couldn't forget it, Kevin. I've never been paintballing ever, ever, ever. You know, I was traumatized as a child, you know? Yeah. Do you know, I remember fantasizing, talking about Biker Grove, I remember fantasizing about me being cast as a new character. And I used to, like, jump up in the mirror in my sitting room. You know, the opening credits yeah. were, like, people jumping and freezing. I, I did it practice, every time, Kevin. That's my jump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, let's let's hope first of all that um, Eurovision does get held in the UK, but particularly that it gets held in Newcastle. My top story is about the Broadway drama. I don't know if you've been following it, but have you been following the Funny Girl situation? Yes, I have. Yes, with Leah yeah. and Michelle. Yeah. So if anybody doesn't know, Funny Girl was revived for the first time on Broadway. It's the musical where the song Don't Rain On My Parade comes from. And it's the first ever Broadway revival. Everyone was like, oh, Leah Michelle will get the part because she's been, you know, on Glee. Her character is obsessed with it. Beanie Feldstein got it. Now Beanie Feldstein got bad reviews, bad word of mouth, whatever. And now is leaving the part early and in swoops Leah Michelle, uh, which is just like smash happening in front of our eyes, like season three. But um, do, are you a fan of Leah's? Um, you know, I watched Glee when it was on. And, um, mm. you know, I know she's had a few trouble incidents over the years. You know, yeah. I know that was a bit of like a... Yeah, she was like cancelled and stuff, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. she was, yeah. And it sounded pretty bad. Like the things that were being said about were, did not sound great by any means. So yeah, it's weird that now she's swooped into like a, lead, a leading role, I think. But that's the entertainment industry, right? You look at the likes of Chris <laughs> Brown is still going strong and all kinds of people. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It would be interesting to see how good she is. I think, I think it's probably a really humiliating experience for Beanie. But I just, from what I've heard and the little clips I've heard, I just think maybe she never really had the chops for it and i don't think that's her fault like if i was offered my dream role tomorrow i don't know what that is but i would i would absolutely take it and i probably wouldn't be able for it so um i kind of feel it was just it was just poorly handled but i guess good for leah right well yeah it's a bit of work for her i suppose bit of work (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep her busy. All right, so let's move on to our feature. Who have you met that's famous? Who, 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 who have you met that's famous? Kyle, can you tell us about somebody you've met that's famous? And um, well, I've met a few like local celebrities. You know, Newcastle's not the hustle and bustle of like other cities where yeah. celebrities on the go every time. But you know, the usual <laughs> suspects like Jimmy Neal. Um, oh, yeah. Welsh, um, a couple of news readers and stuff like that. Um, okay. If you see someone and you recognise them, are you like, I'm gonna go up and say something, or are you like, I, I won't, I won't bother them? What's your, what's your vibe with that? I don't know. It, it, it depends. Like, like what mood I'm in, and obviously, yeah. Mighty Hoopla, like Emma Bunton was so close to me when she was watching Damage perform, yes. and like, I probably would have spoke to her, but she had her two kids with her, Kevin, and I was like, no, okay. she's fan girl and her husband, you know. Like, that was a good. Oh. You know, I thought, you know, let her have a moment. But I did appear on her Insta story. So I think, well, oh, you know, cool. <laughs> kind of like, you know, me and Emma, you know. So, yeah, um, I saw your I saw your post on Instagram and she it looked like she was like two meters away. Was that oh, actually yeah. the case? Yeah, well, yeah. she was like so close. You know, she said hello and I went, oh, hi. You know, so she did speak oh, wow, to me, okay. you know, but like I didn't go, oh, my goodness. You know, like, oh, that's a fan and stuff like that. You know, I've loved the Spice Girls. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. But I didn't do that. I just thought, no, let her, let her have a moment with her with her husband, you know, and our kids. Oh, my God. Was you played it very cool. Like, shout out to Dan from the Spice Girls episode. He would have lost his mind. But uh, that's amazing. Like, that's that's and and you communicated, which is great. Um, all right, so without further ado, let us talk about what we're here to talk about and pay tribute to a wonderful show that's special in all of our hearts or many of our hearts. Uh, let's get into the deep dive. You, you know, know it's time, time to deep dive, deep dive. Everybody want a deep dive, deep deep dive. Okay, so Kyle, Hello. we are here to talk about the one and only neighbors. Can I ask, is it? Would you say it's your favourite show of all time or is it one of your favourites? Oh, gosh. I think it is probably my favourite TV series. Definitely. Obviously, it has been ongoing. Because, you know, a lot of times there's not many shows that last for 37 years. Um, And so there are certain shows that are like from the past and you're like, oh, I loved that. But like this has just kept going and kept going and kept going. And it's kind of you've grown up with it. It's grown up with you. Yeah, it's amazing to think. So what year did it start in? Was it like 85? Yeah, it's sort of originally broadcasted um, on the 18th of March in 1985. That was oh, in Australia. But obviously it didn't start airing in the UK until October 1986. I was thinking about my history with Neighbours and when I just think back to my childhood and it was just something that was kind of just always there and that I did get invested in as I kind of grew up and I, and I saw myself in some characters or I you know admired some characters and thought other characters were awful and I just got very very invested in it like I think the whole to some extent the whole of the UK and by extension Ireland because we had uh, BBC One as well also did it was something that really just gripped the UK and Ireland I think um, and it was one of those things where everybody was watching. Was that the sense that you got back in those days? Yeah, I think that the, the strength of the program was that it was shown straight after children's TV. So I don't know if it might have been the same in Ireland, but it probably would have been yeah. if you had BBC One. That like yeah. it would be like news round, then it would be Neighbours straight afterwards. Yeah. So I would just sort of end up just watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the next thing on, and it was part of your like daily routine and stuff like that. Totally. Um, 
I definitely felt that way as well. And I just remember being so invested in everything that was happening. Like, there are certain storylines, we might come onto it later when we talk about standout storylines. There are certain storylines that really, really made, made an impression on me, like, as a kid, and that I still remember really well to this day. I remember as well the excitement. It only happened once a year. And I don't know if you can relate to this. Maybe, maybe you can. Maybe people who are listening can. The excitement that I felt personally when there was a new opening credits is hard to put into words. Was that something that excited you as well? Kevin, it was a highlight. It was a highlight. <laughs> of thinking, oh my goodness. Like, you know, like the new opening credits or the new theme, like someone else would be singing the theme tune or like, you yeah. know. Is, is there a, quite a, a big community online around Neighbours these days, like people to talk about it with? Because maybe, I don't know if this is true for you, but do you, do you find that like a lot of people you know are still watching it or in your friend group and stuff? Or, and so do you talk about it online more or do you talk about it with your friends more? Unfortunately, my, my friends kind of like just sort of like tolerate it because when I go, oh my God, neighbors, mm. neighbors, neighbors, and they go, all oh, right. Because most of them yeah. probably haven't watched it since like, though it's probably like 10 or 11 years old. It's it's mainly like the the, the sort of the, the Twitter community on the neighbors is that I've, I've really, um you know, it's been lovely. There's some lovely like people I've sort of got to know on Twitter of talking about neighbors and the passion yeah. like every, other people have like yes i'm a fan of the show and but i'm not i couldn't i couldn't like say i was a massive super fan because there's other people that just know the ins and outs or what happened okay. on episode like four five six two and you know yeah, there's, really? like, there's like a couple of guys called the neighbors and they are such lovely lovely guys i've met one of them and because okay. we did like a neighbors tweet up a couple of years ago uh yeah. where a couple of us got like met up in manchester we just had a few drinks and just talked about the program program and um, so well, one of the guys from the neighbors who's also called ben and um, was yeah. then it was, it was great to just to meet and have a nice chat about the show and but yeah there's some lovely lovely people on twitter about talking about neighbors and yeah oh, it's nice. all very much uh, the hashtag which is celebrating neighbors at the moment yeah and have you ever been to like melbourne have you ever visited the set or anything it was a, a plan of mine to go in um, 2020 and um, oh, so my friend sorry had sort of like talked about and were like right let's let's try and do it not for maybe 2020 but like maybe the end of 2020 2021 and then obviously yeah. that lovely coronavirus appeared so that sort of put a kibosh on that and yeah okay. i don't think i'll ever go sadly oh well 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 i'm um, do you know what hopefully there's still even after the show unfortunately finishes i'm sure there'll still be like some tours you can do maybe like and you can obviously just visit the street i guess i'm sure the people who live there love when people come out of the street and stuff but, um yeah i'm sure there'll still be something to do in melbourne to do with neighbors so we, we always talk about i guess on the podcast what the kind of appeal is to the lgbtq community like if you were to think about neighbors and why it does have a big like gay following what would you say to that and um, well, it's probably a lot of attractive men that probably have appeared on the show <laughs> over the years. You know, yes, you know, good. life of a, a sunnier, sunnier climate where they just whip that top off and you know <laughs> just parade themselves down, you know, the street, you know, and you're just like, would that happen normally? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that that appeal is definitely there. 100%. You know, uh, there's, exactly. there's also, I guess, there's like a lot of strong female characters as well, which I think is. Um, we t- we've talked about Scream before, we've talked about Buffy, and I think there are there have been some really, really great strong female characters, which I think generally appeal to the gays to some degree as well. 
Yeah, definitely. There's been some very strong characters, like you, you sort of like Stan, sort of like sort of yeah, like your, your Cheryl Stark, um, your Lynn Scully, uh, Falder, Mrs. Mangle, Mrs. Mangle uh, Susan <laughs> Kennedy, obviously. Um, yeah, and and I do think the the LGBTQ appeal of the show has like greatly improved, especially in the last ten fifteen years. You know, like in the early 2000s, I had like Gino, Gino, who was like Lynn's rather camp, like good hair day manager. Okay. But then I think from about 2004, they kind of like, they had that first like lesbian kiss between Sky Mangle and Lana Crawford. So that was Steph McIntosh and Bridget Neve. And, you know, obviously both characters left the show separately, but they returned for the 35th anniversary and they Ah, they got married. So it was a very, so they came back together and got married, which was very sweet. But I definitely think in the last, like from 2010, there was more of an introduction of like gay characters as regular. Because mm, prior mm. to that, it was always like a guest character. And yes, and I just think the last couple of years have really have progressed even further. They've had the first, Neighbours was the first show in Australia to have the first same-sex marriage. Georgie Stone uh, became the first regular trans character ever on an Australian television. Oh, I didn't um, realize there'd been a trans character. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, she's absolutely wonderful. You know, I don't think she had okay. much acting experience, but she's come on heaps yeah. and bounds. So she's absolutely mm. wonderful. And obviously, they had storylines about a transition and a first sort of um, sexual experience as a trans person, but they haven't sort of really hammered it down. You know, the major, like the main character, Mackenzie, just like anybody else, you know, it's just, mm. just like an, just an ordinary cast member, which I think is absolutely wonderful. And that's what it should be like. Yeah, absolutely, you know. absolutely. It's a, it's a stupid question, Kyle, but why do you like it so much? I think for me, it just it creates a, a sunnier life elsewhere where, you know, it's just good neighbours become good friends. Nobody's lonely. You know, everyone's life has drama, not too much drama. And there's a lot of laughter, warmth, diversity and love, basically. And it's just been a constant all through my life. And it's just it's just nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually am. Um... I just watched, so I haven't seen it in many, many a year, but I watched an episode just the other day, you know, researching for my podcast, <laughs> one episode, oh. 22 minutes. It was the one where Izzy, it's revealed that Izzy and, and Mal are together yeah. and she says yeah. to, to um, Susan, I hope I can call you mum one day. That okay. was that was quite a good, that was quite a good one to catch, I think. It was quite fun, that moment. But it was, do you know what? It was that feeling of, it was so nice to be watching, watching it again because obviously it's however many years later, but it kind of still felt similar, if not the same. There was something about the style of, of just, just the style of the soap that felt a little bit like old fashioned, but in a really nice way. You know, the way these days you're watching things that are like HBO dramas and these like cinematically produced extravagant dramas, like, you know, and there was something really, really charming about, and now we're going to Lassiter's and now we're going to go to Susan's house and then we're back in Lassiter's and it's all, and you know, the sets are obviously sets and stuff like that. There's something really warm and nostalgic about that. And um, which I think TV, um, it would be sad for that not to be around anymore. Yeah, definitely, because I just think the characters are, are coming into like, you know, into your house every day of the week and you get to know them, you you get to either love them or hate them and yeah. like for, for me it's just like, you know, it's just a big warm hug really, you know, and, and I think what neighbours does that other soaps don't do that they really play into that history you know the show has been going for 37 years it's a it's such a rich history of like characters and storylines yeah. and like 
I think, you know, the recent sort of writers and producers um, have just been absolutely on point. You know, the the producer of Neighbours, Jason Herbison, used to be a writer for the show back in the 90s. And okay. he's sort of like, he's very protective of it and has such a love and affection for it. And, and it comes across that when you watch it. You know, there's such a love there of people that just care for it. So it's in it's in good hands then, especially for its final days. And it's, so, it's such a downer to be talking about it ending. But like, it sounds like it's in really good hands, which is great. When we think about kind of the glory days, um, I remember, do you remember this? I don't know if you do, but there was there was like a Royal Variety performance where they all just walked out onto the stage. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it was a 1988 uh, Royal okay. Variety show. Yeah. Okay, 1988. There was I've watched me. it many times. <laughs> really? <laughs> I remember, so if it was 1988, I was obviously seven years old. I was obviously at the height of my neighbor's fandom. Well, maybe not, like seven to probably at the beginning of it, to be honest. I remember just being so thrilled and excited to be seeing these people like out of their normal environment and like kind of near me, like obviously I was in Ireland. But of course, when we think about, you know, standout moments from the show, the wedding, what year was the wedding? It was 1988 in the UK, but it was yeah. I think it was, it was shown in 1987 in, in Australia. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So so yeah, around around the same time, and um, I mean, just an iconic moment in in pop culture and in television history, in my opinion. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Obviously, I was far too young to obviously oh, rightly know okay. about it and stuff like. That. You know, because I'm fair, I'm quite a few years younger than you, Kevin. Okay, you know? fine, fine, fine. Um, so I was only like maybe one or two at the time oh, well, when that then. wedding was on. It was amazing. I mean, obviously, obviously, you've seen it and all. Yeah, exactly. The other storyline, we'll come on to your, your uh, favourite storylines in a bit, but the other one that really stood out to me, and I don't know if you've seen bits of this, was the death of Daphne Clark. Have you seen that? Yes, I have seen. I have seen the episode. I have watched I it. And... will never forget the trauma of that. Now, again, I don't know what year it was, but that was maybe the first time that I saw something. Like, again, we talked about characters that you feel like you know. And and yeah. that death scene, I love you too, Clarky. I will never forget it. The upset that I felt the first time I was ever devastated by by a death on TV. Um, so when we th- when we think about, obviously, it's been on for thirty seven years. Um, you obviously have a good kind of sense of how the show has progressed. How would you say it's evolved over the years? Like, has it evolved much? How has it changed from like classic time to now? I, I definitely think it has evolved. It, it, it obviously had to, you know. I, I think it's still kept its core. It's it's just really wholesome and just, you know, and I know it has had its problems that it shows like a very middle class sort of, oh, yeah. uh, you know, environment. And but I think the show had been working on that and over mm. the last, last couple of years, you know, they had started bringing in, you know, a bit more diversity. They had tried to they, do different things with the show. And then we're doing really well. And I, I, I just think if they'd just been given a little bit longer, and I think if yeah. if it had been shown a bit more love in Australia, because sadly it got sh- like sort of uh, shifted from the main sort of free to view channel to like yeah. a digital channel in 2010. So it lost a lot of its audience. So it just sort of got lost in their schedule. And they were really producing some absolutely wonderful bits of, of drama and storylines are a lot stronger. You know, things that might have been solved in two episodes have given a bit more life and a bit more like time to breathe. And it's a bit more of an arc of a storyline instead okay. of just being solved within five episodes. When did Channel 5, when did it switch from Channel, from sorry, BBC 1 to Channel 5? 
Um, well, it was 2007 the the the, uh, the news broke okay. that the BBC had lost the show. So yeah. the BBC show they continued to show it until the beginning of 2008. It finished on the Friday. And then it, sh- it just started straight away on the Monday on Channel 5. Right, so okay. Channel 5 is paid. Now, again, this is I'm not 100% certain, Kevin, because obviously different things you see. Yeah. I think they paid 300, 300 million for the programme in 2008 for Whoa. 10 years. So it, the, the reason was that they had, the BBC had upped that offer for Neighbours, but it just the, the okay. production company Fremantle wanted more money. And Channel 5 just came shooting in with like a massive deal, of course. They, they went with the money, not the, the loyalty of an audience. And and they're the reason that it's unfortunately ending, right? Because they were providing most of the money? Yeah, that's correct. So obviously it ran till 2018. And then there was rumblings that the programme could have been axed but they signed for another like three years or something okay and then um i think the idea is is that they don't they didn't particularly want to pay as much as they had done and i think Fremantle wanted more money because sadly again you know it's not well watched in australia and i think yeah. from what i've read online channel 10 they were paying a very minimum amount for per episode while channel 5 were paying 90 percent of the episode i can't see why channel 5 wanted to you know they wanted to maybe cut back a little bit but i still think it was a wrong decision that what they did there was a lot of options that they could have done to save the program okay but I, I think just i think they just wanted the program to finish which is sad and you know, I, I, I'm standing with other people that have come come the 30th of July. I'll never watch a program on Channel Five ever ever again. Really? Yeah, I'm really with that, Kevin. Okay. To be honest, I don't watch anything else on Channel Five. That yeah. was the only thing I watched on Channel Five. No, so, fair enough. Yeah, fair I'm going to stick with that. So, generally, among the fandom, are you saying people are generally have a common understanding that they will never watch it again? Basically, I get that. Yeah, just a few people on 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 Twitter and on Facebook, on like some of the Facebook groups, like addicted to neighbors and neighbors, yeah. um, unmissable doodles and stuff like that. Okay. There's a lot of people that just do not want, will not watch Channel Five. Yeah, because the head of Channel Five. Um, yeah, he, he was always very dismissive about the program even oh. before the cancellation. You know, this is a program, in my opinion, I'd be honoured to have because it's a ratings winner. Yeah. In, in the time slot, it is. You know, it comes first and second in its time slot, and ch- like the Channel Five ratings, like for the week, it's always like number number two or number three out of all our programs. So yeah. it's absolutely mad that they want to get rid of a program that gets them at least between one point two on 1.5 million viewers per day okay you know when some of the other delightful programs like you know <laughs> i don't know i, I, don't, I don't even know, even know what, what they show slum, yeah slum landlords and stuff yeah. like that <laughs> so let's let's take unfortunately we need to revisit the fateful day where news kind of broke what, what month was that that it came out that maybe the show was in trouble um, I think it might be like late January, beginning of February, because okay. I had, I just remember there'd been some, that there'd been some wonderful episodes of late, and the show had really picked up, as in regards to the quality of the writing, oh. and the, they'd been doing a lot of like, you know, um, scenes where they were away from Ramsey Street and Erinsborough, because okay. I think with COVID, the whole COVID situation, like Australia was a very lockdown sort of country and say melbourne was like one of the most lockdown cities in the world so i think when it started to open up a bit they did a lot of location shoots and there's some beautiful places in melbourne that they okay. highlighted 
Wow. And I, I remember saying to my friend, like, oh, we'll definitely go to that bit, like that bar, or we'll go to that part of Melbourne when, like, when we go to Australia. Yeah. So then, obviously, we had these lovely episodes, and then, you know, there was, like, the rumbling on Twitter that the show was going to be axed, and there was a whole, like, you know, there was a petition that was set up, um, you know, the Save Neighbours campaign. There was a lot of people that were passionate about the programme. And then, obviously, the, the the horrifying news that was being cancelled. You know, yeah. my manager rang me and went, "Kyla, you're going to be all right." Like, uh, no, but obviously <laughs> they like, know how I much it know. means to you. Yeah, and, I, I was like, "Yeah, I'm not sure." <laughs> yeah, and you were talking about the articles and stuff. Like, since that happened, the show has just been in the the forefront of people's minds more in a way that maybe it hadn't been before then. And so, like, the unfortunate irony is that I think more people are watching the show now. And um, especially, you know, to see how it's going to end. There's just that renewed interest in it. And it's such a shame that it's only because it's unfortunately um, coming to the end. But there's been a lot of press about returning characters. As of today, did you say it's finishing on the 30th or the 1st of August? Is it soon, right? Yeah. So they're showing it on the 29th of July, which is Friday at 9 o'clock is the final episode. 9 o'clock. And is it a longer episode than usual? Yeah, it's an hour. Just over an hour. Okay. So what are your thoughts on how it's been going recently with some returning characters? Um, have you been enjoying uh, it, even though, you know, bittersweet, of course? It's It's been absolutely wonderful, Kevin. Um, yeah. There's been lots of nostalgia and it's nice that the returning characters that have been have had a little bit of a storyline and the, the storylines have intermingled with the current cast my worry was that the current cast that is was going to just get forgotten about and it would all be about the returnees but it yeah. hasn't the, the the main cast that are in it at the moment that have been absolutely phenomenal are getting the opportunity to work with the other cast that are that have been hmm. that have been on the show and it's just nice for them to work together but i think i read somewhere that a couple of the people that have returned said the show should be for the current cast you know okay. they're the ones that are, are finishing the show they're finishing it on a high and you know the storylines with the current cast have been absolutely wonderful okay okay i saw joe mangle he was on a skype call with harold the other day in this one episode yes. that i watched is it was that his appearance like was that the extent of it he's not going to be there in person yeah i think that's that is the case okay. i think because the news was quite short, you know, that the show was, was coming to an end. So I think they only had like a four month period to, to yeah. rewrite the final, to ask as many people as they can. And, you know, I think Alan Fletcher, who played Carl Kennedy, he was, he's been doing a lot of UK press the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. And he had said, you know, there are people that they don't know have been asked. So they might just fit in the last episode. So I think a lot of it will ah. be like Zoom chats and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see who appears on the last episode. How... Like, what are you going to do watching that last episode? Are you going to watch it by yourself? Are you going to watch it with somebody? Are you going to be on Twitter? I don't know. Are you going to be in I tears? I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, of course I'll be in tears, Kevin. <laughs> um, I think what I'm going to, obviously I'm going to stay off social media for a couple of days because yeah. they're all spoilers starting to come through and I kind of just want to enjoy it for what it is on the last day, like the last episode. Oh, and, Kyle, yeah. I'll be thinking of you. Oh, thank you. What are your, what are your, do you have any hopes for the final episodes slash how, how it's going to end? I don't know, really. Um, I just, well, I, I, obviously I understand there is going to be like a, a street party in a wedding, which is going to be lovely. Okay. And um, there's lots of faces from the past. Um, I would love them to have like maybe a potential like cricket match on Ramsey Street because that's always okay. been part of its history. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, um, true, true. Opening credits and, and stuff, right? We, you know, we do know that like Scott and Charlene are returning to the, to the show. Yeah. Um, there is like a little bit of banter online sometimes about 
because number 24, where obviously Charlene lived, yeah. uh, the owner is very anti-neighbours. So he put like a oh, massive right. fence around the property oh. um, a few years ago and a big camper van. So obviously neighbours had to incorporate that them two things into a storyline. So they? I would love for... Yeah, yeah, he's very. Uh, I've heard that he's not very like not a big fan of like the show and you know. Yeah, the intrusion, I suppose, but and like the fans coming onto his property and stuff like that. So wait, so so, uh, so what was the storyline that they explained it away with? Uh, for the fence, there was a character called Mark Brennan who was a bit of like a like a clean freak, and <laughs> so he decided that he wanted to put a fence around the property just to make it look a bit nicer, oh, and when. And when Chloe Brennan, Mark's sister, moved into the house yeah. um, and Clive and Jane moved into number 24 for a little bit because um, he had a camper van, the real owner of, of the house. Yeah. Um, so the storyline was like it was Clive's camper van. Um, oh and Clive lives in a nice fancy apartment yeah. so his camper van just stays at number 24. Right, okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. I had no idea. Yeah. I love that. I love it. <laughs> So yeah, so really we wanted Scott and Sh- we wanted Charlene to like pull up onto Ramsey Street and go and like, you know, we're just thinking she might have bought the house and go, right, the first thing I'm going to do is take that awful green fence around that house. <laughs> <laughs> that fence coming down Gotta go. now. But I think it's lovely. I think it's lovely that they've come back. It's such a, a, a kind um, gesture to the fans and to the history because I don't see Natalie and Brulia turning up. Is there any rumours? She was quite passionate about the programme like okay, when it was okay, like, due to be cancelled and stuff you know she's like oh this is disgraceful and okay well margot robbie then margot robbie's nowhere to be seen well in, in fairness to, to her as well she actually bought the whole cast a bottle of champagne for each member of cast and crew oh that's nice so that was very sweet of her let's move away from the sadness of it all and the ending and let's talk about some of the wonderful storylines that have been in the show. So you, we, we talked about some countdowns you could do and we talked about your top five storylines. So, Kyle, could you please give me your number five neighbours storyline? Well, I think number five would... Uh, it's, it starts off with a bit of a sad one, Kevin, I'm afraid. Okay, it was when, right. Helen Dan- when Helen Daniels died. Oh, yes. So it was, you know, she'd obviously been, you know, she was one of the original characters. And during that time, she endured, like, the deaths of her son-in-law, Jim, mm-hmm. played by Alan Dale. Um, our grandchild, Julie, you know, who fell on a murder mystery weekend. But, yeah, she was, like, really neighbours of old school. Yes. Um, but, you know, in as the years progressed, you could see she was coming a little bit more frail. And she was, you know, mm-hmm. spending, like, time away from the show. So obviously her departure was quite sad in a way because, you know, she'd been in hospital and like Helen returned home on her birthday and she she decided to sort of get like the Ramses and the Romsons back together because there'd been a bit of a feud. Okay. Uh, so Madge and Harold came to number 26 yeah. um, and they ended up watching like the video of Scott and Charlene. Yes, um, okay. And obviously that, you know, they, they sort of solved their problems and um, yeah, she just kind of just fell asleep on the sofa and died. Yeah, so, and, you know, a a memorial service was held and, you know, at the end of the episode, they had, like, a a special credit, credits for her. Yeah. And so it was, like, she became, like, the the character to be marked by, like, a sad piano theme. Of course. She was um, a huge part of the show. So that that, that death was was, um, major. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Okay, well, moving on. What's your number four? 
Well, my four, number four storyline is actually the first um, same-sex wedding um, in Australian history. It's between David and Aaron. The, David sort of arrives on the show, you know, as a, a, a resident sort of doctor, um, and he's he's came with to try and find out who his real father is. Um, yeah. So um, see, so he's got like a twin brother uh, as well. So sort of the parent uh, Aaronsborough, David sort of in the closet. He doesn't obviously you know want to admit that he's gay. Um, yeah. So he, con- so he confines in the local priest that he likes men. Obviously, he was afraid to tell his grandmother. So before she died, she kind of knew he was kind of gay and obviously told him the famous line of, turn away from that homosexual lifestyle and, oh. and dies. Um, so David so, so David has that and he'd always, he's had sort of spark and sort of like feelings towards Aaron. So he sort of rejects Aaron and tells him he just doesn't want to speak to him again and he tells the the priest that he's just confused about his sexuality the the, the underlying storyline is that they're trying to look for their father and stuff which ends up being paul robinson okay <laughs> all right and then obviously david sort of gets a bit more confident and he sort of says that he is gay and has starts going out on a, like a couple of dates with other guys and then obviously decides to to give it a go with aaron yeah, they had the, the the wedding in 2018, and they had like a like a celebrant who played. Um, it was Magda Zubansky. Oh yeah, Zubansky. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she from from Catherine Kim. But yeah, I just thought it was really sweet, and the the both characters obviously the the, the they are straight in real life, but they're really I really feel like they they, they portray the characters really well, and okay. they're, they're very they're, they're very passionate about the program, and it, it really comes across that way. So it was a nice episode, and. It it was just nice to see that vis- like visible on on a on a TV program. Really, what's your number three? It was number three is when um, when Harold uh, is swept out to sea and returns. Oh yes. So yeah. obviously, um, when he was like swept out of sea in the the famous scene of Marge going, Harold, Harold, yeah, and the, the glasses, Harold's glasses, yeah, and uh, you know the, the waves were like not wavy at all. It was the most calmest sort of sea ever. And she said, <laughs> Harold, Harold, answer me, love. And I just yeah. remember as a child, you know, you mentioned earlier, Kevin, about being really upset about Daphne. That yeah. was my first like like episode where I was really upset like that it was being swept out of sea and I was yeah. crying and my mom was like you know it isn't real you know I was like oh, yeah <laughs> so I was very upset so then fast forward to 1996 and that's when I like really started getting a bit more of an understanding remembering things it's when Marlene uh, Marlene Kratz the only woman in history to go on a cruise for six months and has been there ever <laughs> since um, was going through some of her late daughters like Cheryl's clothing uh, uh, when yeah. when when this guy appears at the Salvation Army to for the collection, and his name mm. is Ted, um, obviously Marlene doesn't know him from Adam. It's just when Ted appears on Ramsey Street, and he says to Brett Stark, um, "What's the name of the street?" And he goes, "Ramsey Street." He goes, "Hmm, interesting." And he goes up to number <laughs> twenty-four, and it's yeah. Helen Daniels that gets the shock of her life when she sees him and goes, "Yeah, sure, that's I'm sure that's Harold." But like, obviously, he's now known as Ted. <laughs> What's your number two? It was uh, when Dee Bliss met her met her end as well. Um, I don't know if you right, were watching it. When no, Dee I wasn't. I wasn't watching at this stage. Oh, is this? Is this the imposter? Well, kind of, yes. Um, okay, go on, tell but, us. Uh, obviously, Dee is one of my favorite characters of like of all time. Um, okay. So I really was. I really stood like her and Tori like getting married, and she's the one that sort of flew like the the, the car like went off the edge of the cliff. Um, okay, yeah. 
and obviously you can tell it was a wig and uh, like a stunt dummy that was in the car because like, the, wig, <laughs> the wig's nearly fallen off. Yeah, it was really sad that she had sort of died, um, or yeah. was that she had died. So then, yeah. you know, 14 years later, you know, Dee appeared, returned from the dead, claimed to have suffered amnesia from the accident. But then we, we soon right. learn that, like, the look that the Dee lookalike is actually Andrea, who was trying to contour, like, trying to contour the out of his life savings because she partnered up with Cindy Watts, who had been on the show in the early 2000s. Cindy had met this Andrea in a fact and said, gosh, you look the double of someone I used to know. And they hatched this plan to obviously trick Tori. But then obviously Andrea's true identity was revealed. Um, but that wasn't revealed until Tori had flew to London to try and get Dee to come back to, to Australia. And they end up yeah. sleeping together. And that's when they find out that she is not actually D, and poor Sonia, who Tori is married to, watched the whole sex scene via Skype. Um, oh. Yeah, so it was very like wow, it was like incredible watching it. You know, the, you know, she accidentally watched it on Skype because obviously Tori <laughs> thought he had turned the laptop down. Oh, we've all done it. We've all yeah. done it. <laughs> um, so then, obviously, you know, typical soap. You know, later revealed that Andrew was pregnant and gave birth to a son, but because okay. Andrew was suffering like you know um, mental health issues, you know, she was mm. sent to like a, a, a psychic ward um, for a mental breakdown. But then, mm. it, you know, the story went for for some time. You know, Andrew's yeah. mother came on the program posing as a nanny called Nanny Alice. You know. Okay. She tried to poison Sonia with with shortbread biscuits, you know. <laughs> so she would like sprinkle like this some sort of like drug on it, you know. Yeah. So every time Sonia would go, "Oh, I love your biscuits," and you could just tell the biscuits <laughs> that were bought from the store, and she just literally just bang them in, bang them in the oven. Um, <laughs> You know, so it was very highly camp and stuff, but I was living for it at the, yeah. moment, at the time. The writers obviously went to town with it. They were obviously oh, like, totally. we're going to stretch this out and just make it insane, but in a really fun way. Well, as amazing as that sounds, it's not your number one. It's so not, can no. you please enlighten me as to what is your favorite neighbor storyline oh, of all gosh. time? Well, my favorite one, it has to be Carl and Izzy's Affair. Mainly oh, okay. The- Mainly the episode, because it, it is a short period in Neighbours history. They, started, they named each episode, like a specific like a, a title of each episode. Oh, so this, okay. one, this one was called The Publish and Be Damned. That's the name of the episode. And um, Libby, who I actually follow on, um, Kim Valentine follows me on oh, Twitter. Yeah. I, forgot ask, I forgot to put oh, that in there. Very I um, love that. You know, she used a column in because she was like a journalist at the time um, to publicize like the condemning her father about his latest thing. Okay, it's a normal so thing to do. Paul breaks the news to Susan that he's going to be a father again, and she just tells him she wants him to leave. So you know, Carl does. So you know, Susan obviously goes to the door. She sees a picture of Carl and and you know herself in better times. She you know picks the the, the photo frame up, smashes it onto the ground, love and then. It. You know, heads out onto Ramsey Street. You know, the the whole street's interrupted because, like, Susan comes out a bit hysterical and she goes, "You walk out of our marriage after thirty years because you want to be free, and when, within minutes you tell me you're going to be a daddy again, and then you have the nerve to thank me for taking it so well." You know, and obviously Carl's trying to calm her down, but he fails and goes, "You know," and she just keeps going, "Shut up and listen to me. I'm not understanding." You know, a couple of years ago I told you I wanted to have another baby. Do you remember? And you said no. You said this is our time, time to do what we want, time to spoil ourselves. Well, you've spoiled my life. You've destroyed my happiness. 
this. I don't want anything from you. I hate you. And, you know, what you've done to me and my family, and I'm never, ever going to forgive you. And she goes storming back inside and leaves everyone in the, in the street looking shocked at what they saw, but no no more than shocked than Carl. And, like, literally, I was, like, gobsmacked watching it. Like, I remember watching it, like, with my mum, and we were like, oh, my God, that was incredible. <laughs> Absolutely. How many times have we watched that episode? No, <laughs> honestly absolutely incredible you know i know the focus i know the focus on the slap and stuff like that which again was iconic and the you know the sarah beaumont sort of affair and stuff and that was like i met like i was like 10 at the time i was like oh my god what on earth's carl doing but like this like topped it completely you know Mm. the whole like i loved i loved izzy but the same time i hated her as well because of course you know, she's one of those characters I just love to hate. Classic um, soap villain. And so she's back now, obviously. She was in the episode that I watched. Which yeah. She just come back recently. She just came back in the last couple of episodes. But oh, okay, okay, okay. A great character to bring back. Definitely. Okay, let's move on to some unpopular opinions. Pop, 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 unpopular opinions. Okay, so this is the section of the show where we hear from the audience so the audience have some opinions they have some questions let's do a bit of a quick fire thing and you can tell me what you think of these opinions dan from the spice girls episode says it's being axed at the time of its creative resurgence would you agree yes it should never have been shoved away onto channel five possibly true also yes and he says mike was hotter than scott and we never saw it at the time this is before your time but i did see it at the time dan and i always preferred mike to scott do you have a preference kyle um, I think I would go with that as well. Matt says it was iconic until about 2000. Its relevance matches Madonna's. I would imagine you would say it has been iconic beyond that point. Of course it has, I'm, although I'm not a big <laughs> Madonna fan. you know. But no, it, it has been. There's been some fantastic storylines from 2000 onwards. Lucas says Popstar Central. We didn't really talk about that, but Steph, Steph McIntosh, Delta Goodrum, of course. Yeah. Oh, and Kylie. Who's your favourite pop star to emerge from the show? Oh, well, obviously, Kylie, obviously, is top. But, you know, Delta did a very Fair good, you know, she, Delta was very good. And obviously, you know, Holly was what was good until that moment earlier in the year with that oh, photograph. Yeah. <laughs> that photograph, yeah. Um, then Emmett says, Dr. Carl and Toadie were semi-cute. And Steve asks, who was your original neighbor's crush and why wasn't it Jim Robinson? <laughs> uh, so this is just on the hot boys, uh, hot men front. Do you have a favorite um, attractive man from the show? I, probably my first one was probably I don't know you probably won't remember the character because loads of people used to go Billy Kennedy but for me it was probably Tad oh Tad rings a bell let me just give him a little Google here uh, Jonathan Dutton Tad neighbours people say Billy do they I just a lot of people know. do a lot of people do Jesse Spencer but Tad's Tad's cute Tad's cute yeah you know, do you know what I um and we heard from Ashley from the Melody Festival and special who said. <laughs> He mentioned uh, he had he had various categories. One of the categories was hottest dad, and he mentioned Philip Martin, and like that is my that's my neighbor's crush. I'm sorry to say, but I'm not sorry to say. I'm proud of it. Yeah, I thought oh, he was wait, really hot. Well, to be fair, Kevin, you you know I don't know if you get the same adverts we do, but like Specsaver sponsor it. Um, <laughs> And there's like a theme of Philip Martin before the show starts. And he's on like a butterscotch a shirt or something. Um, oh, really? It's, yeah. It's, obviously, they, they, they did they, this sort of scene. They do these like spoof scenes before the actual show starts. Um, and Philip Martin's in one of them. I, I thought you were taking the piss out of me talking about spec savers, saying that I had terrible taste and that I should no, go to No, no, no. <laughs> um, best death. 
Dion Bliss careening off a cliff with hair and veil trailing behind her. (laughs) Best (laughs) Best 90s hot topic. Debbie Martin having a bitch stepmom and Julie and a high profile eating disorder and then watching drunk Julie fall to her death and not tell anyone. There yeah. you go. Best mum, not Susan Kennedy, but Angie <laughs> Rebecca. Oh yes, she was a uh, good old Anne. She is she is <laughs> iconic. She's back, isn't she? She is, yes. I saw her the other day. Bless her. Um worst couple, Max Hoyland and Steph Scully. Yes. Get off my TV. Agreed? Yes. Yes. Okay. She could most do much re- better. He says, most realistic ethnic minority character. And then there's just a blank. So, you know, best scene, Hannah Martin not bothering to tell anyone Helen Daniels was dead. <laughs> and most iconic camp villain, he said, basically there's only ever the incredible and relentlessly enjoyable Izzy Hoyland. So there we yes. go. That's from Ashley. Um, Paul says, Mr. Udagawa will actually save Ramsey Street with a hostile takeover of Channel 5. There's still time. You never know. Fingers crossed. And Mike says, um, Madge's death was probably the most heartbreaking death of all time across all soaps. So wonderfully acted by both parties. Mm-hmm. So so cruel to kill off such a well-loved character. And he also adds, a fan community like no other soap. Even if you didn't watch the show religiously at unis across the country, you couldn't escape neighbours' quiz nights, discussions, general wholesome feelings. In Melbourne, it really is everywhere. And some of the actors play such a huge role in reaching out to the public and having fun with them. Uh, and he says Alan Fletcher and Jackie Woodburn, uh, Carol and Susan, especially get a shout out for that. So that's lovely from Mike. Marcus says it was an absolute staple through high school, college and uni. It's kind of sad it's ending, but I think the last time I actually watched it was when Fake D came back. Annalise Hartman was that bitch. Oh, she, yeah. walked, she walked so Izzy Hoyland could run. The Timmons family single-handedly revived the show. Do you agree mm-hmm. with that? Yeah, I did. They yeah. were very good, yeah. Yeah, and he says Rick Alessi for life. Um, and then we have a couple of questions. Question one from Dan. Would it still be going if they had stuck with the BBC rather than going greedy for Channel 5 money? What do you think? I think the show would have definitely reached its 25th anniversary, but I'm not too sure afterwards because I don't think it would have been down to the BBC. I think it would have been Channel 10 in Australia because I think they just, oh, did yeah. not, they just did not love the show at all, you know. Question from Andy, your last question. My question will be, how on earth has Home and Away outlasted Neighbours? So this is the first time we've uttered those three words on the, on the episode. Yeah, the other soap, as I like to call it. The other yeah, do, do you watch it? Did you ever watch it? What are your feelings about it? I did used to watch it, and I watched it until... I watched it about 2002, because I did watch okay. it when I moved to Channel 5. And, and it just it just lost its appeal. It just wasn't the same show that I used to watch. Okay. And Is it a bit grittier now? Is it a bit more of yeah, a drama drama rather than a soap? Yeah, and it's very bland. Okay. You know? They don't really look at the history. You know, I, I, I do watch the odd episode occasionally and it's mainly just to check in and make sure Alf and Marilyn and, you know, yeah. like Leah and Irene are still in it and they're all right. You know, but, because <laughs> yeah. um, you know, because I, I grew, you know, watched it in the 90s and, you know, yeah. I did love watching it, you know, but it's just not the same show as it, as it once yeah. was. And, the only, and I think Channel 5 are desperate to try and get rid of that. Oh, it, you they, reckon... Yeah, because, well, unfortunately, they can't get rid of it until, like, the channel that's on, they maybe access it because oh. they, they signed a lifelong deal with Home and Away. Really? Okay, okay. So unless it unless it gets cancelled on Channel 7 in Australia, they have to okay. keep showing it in, they right. have to keep showing on Channel 5. So in a way, I'm quite laughing, thinking, oh, great. Like, you know, because <laughs> they would want to get rid of Home and Away as well. So I think, sadly, I think Home and Away will just end up being on, like, a, a digital channel, like Fat 
my okay. five or five star or something. So you're not going to switch and get your oh, Aussie gosh, soap no. fix from from uh, Summer Bay? Okay. No, I'm standing with uh, from the 30th of July. I, I don't know Channel 5. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I don't fair know enough. It. <laughs> All right, okay. So now it's time to put your neighbor's knowledge to the test. It's time for the quiz. Is it a quiz? Yes. Is it a quiz? Yes. Yes, it is. I know. It's a quiz. Let's go. Okay, so this is the quiz. Uh, there are three categories, easy, medium, and hard. As a listener to the podcast, I'm sure you know the deal. Uh, easy are worth one point, medium two points, and hard three points. It's only a bit of fun, so don't worry about it. But what? if you give me a category and a number between one and five, please. Uh, okay, I'll start easy three. Which Spice Girl made a cameo on the show? Oh, Emma Bunton. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what's next? Oh, I'll go for medium one. Who has spent the longest time continuously in the show? Susan Kennedy, Jackie Woodburn. Yeah, I was going to say Susan and Carol. What, did they? Did he leave for a while? No, no, um, not what I know of. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Um, what's your next one? Oh, I'll go for medium again, number five. Obviously, Bouncer is the most iconic dog in the show. But can you name two more dogs that have featured in the show? Yes, Bob and Audrey. Bob, I'm just checking my document on neighbors-soap-opera.fandom.com. Bob and Audrey, correct. You could probably name a few more, could you? Uh, yeah, probably could. Harvey. Um... <laughs> okay, that is correct. Where are you going next? Easy four. What colour is Mrs. Mangle's top in her iconic portrait? Blue. Blue, correct. I think you should be going for hard ones here, Kyle. Cause I know, I should, well. sorry. Oh, two. <laughs> Can you put the following deaths in the order they happened? Uh, in alphabetical order, Daphne, Helen, Jim, Kerry, Todd. Oh, okay. Then. I think it was Daphne. Yeah. Is the earliest. And then I want to say Kerry. Mm, Kerry yeah. was next. That's then right. Todd. Yeah. Then Jim. Yeah. Then Helen. Correct. <laughs> Todd and Jim were quite close to each other, so that was uh, a little uh, possible trip up there, but well done. Okay, mm. you have two left. Where would you like to go? Oh, I'll do another hard, hard one. Which character flips a pancake in their part of the opening credits? Uh, which era of the opening credits? Like the now? Uh, oh, is there, are there a few people flipping pan- pancakes? I just looked at one and I saw someone flipping a pancake. <laughs> Has happened a few times? I don't know. Maybe it has. I don't know. <laughs> well, oh, I'm just going to have to guess. Probably uh, Harold. It was Sarah that I had in mind. All um, oh, right. It's kind of a shitty question, but uh, no, if, no, no. If anybody out there is aware of any footage of Harold flipping a pancake in any opening credits, please let me know, and we'll give Kyle three more points. Okay, go on. What's 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 your last uh, what's your last one? Uh, I'll do another hard, hard. Yeah. Two. How many of the actresses who played Lucy Robinson can you name? One point for each. Oh, oh God, I don't know. The only one I know of is Melissa Bell, who plays uh, the third. Um, Correct. Lucy Bell, uh, Lucy Robinson. I don't, I don't know the other two, I'm afraid. No butter, no butter. It was Sasha Close and Kylie Flinker. Oh, uh, of course. Okay, so your points are... 
10 excellent double figures always always a great show and well done okay let's move on let's move away from neighbors for now and let's talk yeah. about some recommendations the show is coming to an end but is what we would recommend my friend okay kyle do you have anything to recommend to our listeners it can be anything in the world yeah yeah um i've been watching a program called two doors down okay is this a spanish um, one yeah, it is. It's, it's only on BBC Two. On, it's actually on a Tuesday night, actually. Right. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I've been watching it since it started. And I just think it's absolutely hilarious. So I, ah. I just tend to tell anybody about it because it's just, yeah. I just think it's really good. It's, 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 a set, it's set in Glasgow, right? Yeah, I think around that bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Around that area. Yeah, but it's, um, it's, it's just, yeah, it's good fun. Oh, very good, very good. I've never, I've never seen it. I, for some reason, I am aware of it. Now, unfortunately, in Ireland, we don't get BBC anymore. Um, oh. Yeah, and we can't get on the iPlayer or anything. But uh, oh. uh, if I ever get the opportunity to watch it, I will. I, mean, I wonder if Cliff is a fan. You know, Cliff, who did our Sugar Babes and um, Girls Aloud episodes. I would imagine yeah. he is. I'd imagine he is. Okay, that's a great recommendation. So for anyone who is in the UK and wants to watch uh, something funny, definitely check out Two Doors Down. Mine is also a sitcom, um, and it's one that I watched recently. I saw a lot of talk about it a while ago, but I didn't watch it at the time. But I've just watched it this week. And it's called uh, Big Boys on, Ch- on Channel 4. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. I watched that. Yeah, it was really good. It's so good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so good. So, yeah, if anybody doesn't know, it's a, it's written by uh, this guy, kind of about his life, I guess. And um, his name is Jack Rook. And it's about him in like 2013-ish. It's not, I don't think it's, I don't think it's directly autobiographical, but he's at uni and he's friends with this straight guy. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I did like all like the X Factor like references and stuff like that. And That's what I love about it too. And I I think it was episode three when they're, they're hanging S Club 7 baubles on the Christmas tree. (laughs) And And perfect uh, Christmas on in the background. Perfect Christmas is on. And I was like, this is a show for me. And, uh, And, and I, just as Vagamu, just as Vagamu. Yeah, and actually I was looking at uh, Jack, the writer Jack Rook's Twitter and he, he keeps talking about the fact that the BBC kept asking him to to make it less niche and to like make the references a bit more widely understandable. And like that's one of the best things about it is that these these shared things that, you know, whoever was interested in pop culture around the time or gay people or whatever, they're actually formative parts of our uh, pop culture knowledge. So I just thought was I thought that was hilarious. And it's just a great show and, you know, sad and emotional, but also lovely and really funny. And yeah, I would really recommend it. OK, and now it's time for songs gay people like this is the part of the podcast where my guest suggests three songs to add to the playlist. The playlist is called Songs Gay People Like. It's on Spotify. And I add one song. So, Kyle, do you have three songs ready to add? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. So, what is your what is your first song that you're gonna? Yeah, add? the first one is probably Natalie and Bruvia, um, oh, a yeah. wrong impression. Very good, very good. You didn't go with the basic choice of Torn, so I, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Excellent. What's your second choice? Well, it has to be. It has to be Angry Anderson. Suddenly, oh, of course, you know, the famous of course. song. Of course, I couldn't have missed that out. Iconic. I was considering that one for my choice. So, yeah, oh, were you? Sorry, here for that. No, no, no. Because I, I decided not to go with it in the end. So I'm glad it's there. Um, and what is your third choice? The third choice. Well, I was torn between two. Um, I was. I was thinking of going for like a Kylie song, but I was thinking oh, she, has know, she has enough. She has enough. She's been on a few times. <laughs> yeah. um, 
and I, I the other option I did think of, but I don't think it is on Spotify, was uh, Stefan Dennis's "Don't You Make uh, Don't You Don't It Make You Feel Good." Feel good. No, yeah. I can tell you it is on Spotify because I was also considering that. Yeah, it is oh, there. <laughs> yeah, but I'll stick that one on if that's okay. Oh, really? Okay. okay, yeah, of course. My choice. So I was thinking about suddenly. I was thinking about "Don't It Make You Feel Good." I was also thinking about especially for you. But then I decided to ditch Neighbours completely. N- not not in any bad way, but it's just this no, one no, song. There's one song that I'm listening to a lot at the moment, and I think it is great. So I'm just going to add that on. And it is, um, it's like, it's an, basically an advert song for a cannabis-infused drink. All right. Called, yeah, called Can, C-A-N-N. And, um, and so the song is just an ad, but it is like by M&E-K, uh, Hayley Kiyoko, Kesha and Vincent. Vincent, who was the original artist of uh, Steps' new single, Hard to Forget. Anyway, and so in the video, Gus Kenworthy is in it, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, a few of the Drag Race people, uh, Patricia Arquette is in it for some reason. Um, Anyway, it is just an absolute banger. It's called Tastes So Good. And it's just my my favorite song at the moment, but it is an advert advert song, so it's strange. But I'm going to pop that on. Okay, so... Kyle, do you have any thoughts on what kind of poll we could put up on Twitter? Could it just be like, go on, tell us. Um, I thought we could do like, I don't know whether you want to go with like a favorite neighbors era. So you've got like the 80s, 90s, 2000s and the 10s. Yeah, love that. So if you want to vote for your favorite decade of neighbors, um, check out the Twitter shortly after this episode goes out. Kyle, this has been such a pleasure to talk to you about this show that you clearly love so dearly. Um, Thank you for taking the time to talk about it. I'm so sorry that it's ending, but I hope the end is satisfying. I hope you're happy with it. And actually, I'm going to do an update episode soon, updating on a few topics. And if you would be so kind as to come back and just tell me your thoughts on how it all ended, I would love that. Yeah, no problem, Kevin. So, like, obviously, a lot of it is, you know, if people are interested, you know, if they just if they're on Twitter, just go on to celebrating neighbors. And yeah. um, there's like a lot of like you know a lot of information on there, and you know, they still, still throw up the odd scene of maybe when Jim came back as a Christmas bauble, and you know, <laughs> when Mrs. Mangle's portrait fell off the off fell. To I the saw floor. that recently. Yeah, that was uh, funny. You know, bouncer's bouncer's dream where he got married. Exactly, you know. So it's all, it's all, it's all there for people to see and enjoy. Kyle, thank you so much. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on how it all finishes up, and uh, just thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I know. Thank you so much, Kevin. It's been a blast. Thank you. Cheers, Kyle. Talk to you soon. And there we go. Thank you again to Kyle for chatting to me about Neighbours. As I mentioned, I'm going to do a little update episode on some topics pretty soon, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, Check the Twitter for the poll. Check out the playlist, Songs Gay People Like on Spotify. And uh, follow us, if you like, at GayPeoplePod on Twitter and Instagram. Of course, there's one more person to hear from, and that's my mum. I asked her just to let me know about her thoughts on Neighbours and it ending and everything. So I'll pass you over to her now. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Neighbours, everybody loves good neighbours with a little understanding. What you think of me singing? I'm just doing a little bit for this because of the last Kev Tells Me episode of Neighbours airing. Um, My earliest memories of Neighbours was that Everybody watched it. You rushed home from school, home from work, wherever you were to watch Neighbours and to watch Harold and Madge and 
Jason and Kylie. Oh, God loved Jason and Kylie. And, you know, the story just literally turned over and turned over every day. And we watched it every day and were bet into it. At its, you know, at the time of it, it was it was glamorous for the want of a better word. Certainly for people here in Ireland and see the sunshine and see the whole thing. Sure, God, it was gorgeous. We thought it was very glamorous. Um, haven't watched it in years and years, but um, I'm sure some people still watch it, so they'll be sad to see it go. But your look, I'll end with neighbours. Everybody loves good neighbours. That's what? That's when Oh, my husband, Kev, tells me the the other bit is that's when good neighbours become good friends. Is that it? Things gay people like.